Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. Coming to you live from a world where the Vindicators aren't just an episode in season three. No, no, no. It's not just a comic from Oni Press. No, 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 no. It's also a brand new web series premiering soon from executive producers Sarah Carbiner and Erica Rosby. And we're talking them alive tonight on Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial <laughs> Rick and Morty podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, everybody, I'm Travis. Hey, everybody, I am Brandon, and welcome to Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial <laughs> Rick and Morty podcast. We're, we're going to we're gonna have to redo the graphic, and I'm just going to put an in parentheses <laughs> in, 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 in all of our graphics, because, um, yeah, I mean, we, we are unofficial, but, I mean, how much more official does it get, right? Yeah. Like, um, I mean, if, if you find a more official podcast, let us know. Uh, and they will be getting our letters. Uh, anyway, thank thank you. Wait, like, thank you we're, for we're, we're forwarding them our letters. Like, let us know who's a more official, and we will forward all of our correspondence yeah. to their inbox. Yeah, all the listener suggestions and short outs, all the we're just gonna forward those right along. <laughs> they will be getting our letters. Um, but if you want to send us letters, there's there's many ways that, that you can do that. You can obviously follow us on the social internet over at Twitter at Rick and Morty Pod on Facebook.com slash Rick and Morty Podcast, or send us an email, send us your letters at Rick and Morty Podcast at gmail.com. We are all over the web over on Reddit, Rick and Morty Podcast.reddit.com. You can also find us on the official Rick and Morty subreddit with what, two million other Redditors? So many Redditors. So many. Uh, <laughs> Rickandmorty.reddit.com. Uh, and then you can find this show on our website, rickandmortypod.com. We are currently streaming live right in your eye holes over at twitch.tv slash apatheticenthusiasm, or you can catch video versions of the show after we've recorded them over at youtube.com slash apatheticenthusiasm. Finally, you can support the show directly with more than just your ears, with more than just your your love, uh, over at patreon.com slash enthusiasm, You can support us there or go get a t-shirt with our cartoon faces on it over at tpublic.com slash stores slash interdimensional-rss. I'm just write it down. Just write it down. You'll, write it, write you'll it figure down. It out. Maybe maybe we'll maybe I'll someday we'll post that link again more than like once every year. I, I think it's like an annual requirement. It is it is our it is our annual tradition, Brandon, <laughs> that, that we post the T public link only once and not and no more. Only once at the beginning of December. You will see the link on the <laughs> Glean of the new moon. At the, at the winter solstice, we shall post our link. <laughs> Only one time, no more, no less. And we make sure it is part of a sale to get you the benefits of an RSS listener. <laughs> yeah, benefits for those better fits 
That's right. Oh, only at T Public. I like. Yeah, it. I just made that. Up. I made that up. I just made that up. Did you make that uh, up? Because that. <laughs> yeah. Because I want to. I want to talk to whoever uh, T Public sponsor is. You would like to advertise with interdimensional RSS and have catchy slogans like that made for yourself. Send us an email at rickandmortypodcast at gmail check, check this out. Check this out, Travis. You asked for it. Here it is. It's T Public. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, happy, happy that you're here. We, this is it. This is the last episode of Interdimensional RSS before season five premieres. I cannot believe it. The yeah. time has finally come. We have so much to talk about in this episode. So we should waste no more time and get immediately into semi-pertinent news. Slide, slide. Wow, 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 slide, slide, wow, 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 slide, semi, wow, 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 parting that nose, a parting that nose. There it is. <laughs> I, I, oh, it's, it's wonderful. Great, <laughs> great, great job. Great job. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Um. Well, yes, semi-pertinent news. We have, we have very pertinent news coming up, obviously, like we, like we just mentioned, uh, Season five, Rick and Morty coming up, uh, and it will be debuting on what Adult Swim is calling hashtag Global Rick and Morty Day. Yeah, uh, that will be that will be June twentieth, where they will be celebrating. I don't know. I don't know, like is are there holidays like official holidays all over the world there, celebrating th- Global Rick and Morty Day? <laughs> like, does that? Do they do they send letters or something? How how does how does that work? Well, if if you're an American, there's nothing else going on that day across the nation. Not a single thing, especially especially not uh, celebrating. You know uh, the male figures in our lives. Yeah, that this is just another attempt to uh, to bring down the patriarchy. Mm Mm-hmm. Out with Father's Day, in yeah. with Global Rick and Morty Day, <laughs> um, and I'm here for it. So uh, I I know that Adult Swim is doing a bunch of stuff to uh, celebrate the event. Uh, there is a there is a marathon this weekend. I think that's Friday night um, on Adult Swim, where I think they're showing all four seasons uh, of of the show. So if for some reason you've you've missed an episode or all of the episodes, that's a great opportunity to catch up. Uh, assuming assuming you want to watch every episode <laughs> all at once. Uh, also, for the first time ever, Adult Swim will premiere the first episode from space. Space, space. They they are launching Rick's space cruiser, a hundred and fifty thousand feet into the atmosphere. Um, yeah, so you can. That's a thing they're doing. You we can, can see it. Be one together. <laughs> Bowie's in spice. Um, hatred. <laughs> stars are okay. Okay, forget the anyway, words. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Are are you excited? Are you are you gonna go out to the store and and get yourself a Global Rick and Morty Day card to give to your to your dad or something? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I so I, I plan on playing a disc golf with my dad on Saturday. Uh, so I, I don't, I'm not going to get him anything for actual Rick and Morty, <laughs> global Rick and Morty day. Um, but I did notice that, that Safeway or Vaughn's or Ralph's or, uh, Piggly Wiggly, wherever you shop, uh, that they did replace all the father's day stuff with global Rick and Morty day cards. So good about time. It good, is about time. Good catch on that. Good catch on that. I think that's really cool. Uh, them, them shooting up a, um, 
to premiere the episode in in the the upper atmosphere basically yeah. you know space that, that that that's really really cool uh and uh we're going to talk about this in a, in a second but the the other part of the global rick and morty days is, is kind of cool too that we've been we've been showing i mean what do you what do you what do you what do you think right like what why uh why is it global rick and morty day do you do you think because I, I don't know if this is i don't know if the episode is premiering to all the other countries too i you know what you, you just in 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 the last year year and a half that we've had everything's got to go global right you can't can't think keep things locked down that's right you got you got to just let them out there so yeah. so for for the sake of everyone on the planet and the fact that rick and morty now transcends this planet and and goes out into space uh it it has to be a global rick and morty day so um and 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 the other thing that that the other bit of news is of course the go rick yourself website uh we you can go to go rick yourself.com and this is an opportunity where you can enter the rick and morty universe for yourself by customizing your own rick and morty character uh if you follow us on social media you have probably seen our versions of ricking yourself uh brandon brandon you've got some real stuff so when you sent me yours i was like that's brandon that's that's <laughs> That's a little poopy Brandon head right there. Um, yeah, no, it, it looked it looks great. Um, yeah, yeah, well, you know, yeah. Here, here's the, here's the thing about the go Rick yourself that it just occurred to me uh, as going out there on Reddit, um, going out there on like you know Pinterest or 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 Imgur, um, all these all these places. There are people who specialize in ricking you, right? You can yeah, like you, yeah. you you pay them and then they 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 draw you and they put you in front of a portal they put you in front of a background whatever they and listen to your podcast and then they just like <laughs> draw pictures of yeah, you yeah Daticus like shout out da shout out shout out Daticus um but now now Adult Swim Rick and Morty has has basically given you this <laughs> the free of charge uh yeah. so I so shout out to all those out of work Rick and Morty caricature artists who are being like go rick yourself you mother rickers <laughs> it's 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 just like when uh you make a living in graphic design and then some programmer makes a website that like just generates a logo for your business in like eight easy clicks oh. and all and all these custom designers are like ah my work has value uh, it definitely does. I I value. All. Uh, I I I got some beef, Brandon. Can I bring the beef? You can bring can the I... beef. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you you are you are a a studied graphic design artist, and uh, and this this is personal for you. This, I, it's not so much the value of creative arts, which tune into an episode of Apathetic Enthusiasm for all of my <laughs> thoughts, um, but. There, there are a lot of celebrities, a lot of people uh, associated with Rick and Morty. You have your Justin Roilands, your Dan Harmons. Um, I, I believe uh, Jim Gaffigan is is going to be doing a voice uh, this season for for an episode. He posted a go a go Rick yourself image on his social media. All of these people are sharing their go Rick yourselves, but. But if you if you if you look at the characters that they're sharing and then you go to go Rick yourself and try to recreate these characters, you can't do it. 
can't do it. There are some special characters in there, and it's like, you know what? I think I think that was specially designed for you because because yeah. I, I didn't see a body shape like that. I th- I think you sent this to William Street and and <laughs> and this was a custom Rick and yeah. and, and Brian Newton's like I, I I drew that I drew that for guys, <laughs> guys they've they've had me locked in 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 a house for the last year and a half just drawing celebrities <laughs> as Rick and Morty characters help call help. the police. <laughs> Is the pandemic real? Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so you can go rick yourself. If you have been to the site and managed to actually export your image uh, from Go Rick Yourself, share it with us. Uh, send us a tweet at Rick and Morty Pod. We would love to see your Rick and Morty creations. Um, you can also go to our Instagram, Rick and Morty Podcast, I think yep. is the one. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and you can see you can see our Rick and Morty creations out there. Um. Yeah, now, Brandon. Are you? You have anything you, else to say about Rick and Rick, Rick, Ricking yourself? I don't. I want to. I want to. I want to bring up yourself. this. This. This next little bit. Uh. Sometimes when I wake up in the morning, I first thing I do is I go to Twitter, right? And I'm going. Th- I'm scrolling through Twitter, and because I'm in bed with with my wife, you know, she's sleeping. I don't want to wake her up. I'll see things that are playing that are videos, and I'm like. Okay, there's a thing, but I don't want to listen to it right now because I don't want to wake her up. This next little bit is something I saw on Twitter that I that I, bits. I don't like that I, <laughs> that I did not want to watch because I didn't want to wake my wife up, but then I never got back to it. And it is Soldier Boy freestyle rick rapping, right? Yeah. Yeah, so this 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 is all over social media over the last few days. Um, it ties into some semi-pertinent news that we shared in our last episode where Rick is now a playable character in Fortnite. Uh, you can also do an emote where he's doing his Rick dance. Um, and Soldier Boy, uh, I believe on Twitch, was, was streaming himself playing Fortnite as Rick Sanchez and decides to do a little dance break and play an emote and then starts freestyle rapping uh over the uh the the madness let's let's see if we can play like a a little bit of it for our non video watchers this is this is me just doing a little bit of extra in the middle because Travis plays the whole Soldier Boy thing, but I don't have the audio, and I'm really too lazy to go find it. So you get this, fair fan. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, let's get back into semi pertinent news. <laughs> he basically just said Rick and Morty a bunch of times in the clip that I played. <laughs> he does he does start rapping a little bit more. Uh, but you know, I don't want to, I don't want to steal his IP. Right. That's, 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 that's it. That's his gig. Um, if if he says Rick and Morty a lot and that's basically his rap, I, I'm a famous rapper. You've got it. You've got it down, Brandon. (laughs) We've been, we've been doing it for years on this show where we we say Rick and Morty a lot. (laughs) We are rappers right now. Uh, but yeah, that, uh, that is all over the, the interwebs. So if you want to, um, see the full version of soldier boys rap to, uh, Rick dancing in Fortnite, um, uh, just Google it, uh, or you can check the link in the, in the description. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, I, I love talking about music here, here on the show. 
And one musical interlude that we always have on every episode, so long as I can remember, is, of course, the Dan Harmon Social Media Minute. Dan, 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 Dan Harmon, Social Media, Dan, 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 <laughs> Social Media, Dan Harmon. <laughs> I, I hate I hate you. I hate you for, <laughs> for, for that. <laughs> I'm going to call you uh, Soul... Travja boy. Travja boy here. Uh, all right, everybody. Um, this week in Dan Harmon's Social Media Minute, uh, we have a, a Instagram post that is almost exclusively text. Um, this is an image of Dan Harmon replying to a post by Angelina Jolie underscore official. Uh, this is... Uh, a message that says, leave a message for Angelina Jolie in the comments with a down-pointing finger emoji and a heart emoji. Uh, for for those listening in the audio space, the the default photo for this account is Angelina Jolie with a blue check mark in the photo. Yes. Not next to the username, but in the photo. Uh, and of course, Dan Harmon can't help but respond saying, hi, Angelina, it's Dan Harmon. I can't sleep, so I'm browsing Instagram and thought I would drop a line. I'm excited you finally have a profile. I mean, no, you have 900 profiles, but I'm excited you have one with a blue check mark in the photo. What else is going on? I see the Billie Eilish spelling. Fandom is heavily divided over something. I know this will sound evil, but it almost makes me wish there was a world war just to give the kids something to focus on. Okay, <laughs> I might finally be, be sleepy. Love you. Bye. Uh, and his first comment is fake Angelina is my Sandman with a ton of sheep. So, um, yeah, that's how Dan Harmon falls asleep at night. Everybody is uh, leaving very long comments for Angelina Jolie fan accounts. You'll, you'll uh, be ha- you'll be happy to know, Travis, that I saw that post this morning on Instagram uh, as I was trying not to wake my, up my wife. You'll be happy to know that this is one of the few weeks where I also saw a Dan Harmon social media minute. Look at look at us. Look at us. Who'd look have thought? <laughs> Who'd have thought? Not me. I, I love Paul Rudd. Um, yeah. Also, uh, I was listening to uh, All Right Now by Free, and the singer of Free is the same singer from the, the band Bad Company who sings songs such as Bad Company and... Bad Company. And uh, shining star, and um, the I was I was driving home, and I was like, "Who? What is the lead singer's name?" Uh, it's 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 Paul something, Paul something, and I was like, "Steve Rogers uh, is Paul Rogers." I don't know if that sounds right. By the way, Free is is the lead singer, Paul Rogers, and Bad Company. The singer is Paul Rogers, who then went on to sing with Queen for a little bit, uh, but then uh, Adam Lambert came over and is now singing with with Queen. Um, okay. You know, that, that's, and this all I has been say. pop music history with Brandon Cruz. <laughs> uh, moving on. I mean, what else do we have to talk about? Uh, uh, I mean, that's else. about it. That's about it for this segment. If, uh, I mean, obviously getting into season five, uh, I'm sure there will be a lot more news to speak of as, as we go through the season. If you see a particular news story and I'm talking to you, unity, if you see or hear of a particular Rick and Morty news segment that you think we should be covering on the podcast, make sure to send it to us either at Rick and Morty podcast at gmail.com or in a tweet. And we might include it in one of our next episodes. 
now. Now. The time has come for the moment I've been waiting for, and I and I believe you have been waiting for. Yes. It's time for the main thing. All right now, baby, it's all right now. It's a main thing, yeah, baby, that's a main thing now. Woo! 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 Yeah! Woo! Yeah! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah, bad company! Main thing now. Woo! All right, <laughs> now. He tied it all together, ladies and gentlemen. He tied it all together. Uh, that's right. It's time for the main thing. And uh, as as we hinted at earlier in the episode, we had some very special guests join us this week. Uh, the executive producers of the Vindicators web series, as well as the credited writers for Vindicators 3, uh, the season three episode. Gosh, has it been that yeah, long? Yeah, it has, has been, it been that long. <laughs> it has been that long. Yeah, it was like it was like the it was in like the first half of season three. As, as a matter of fact, I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, as yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, Sarah Carbiner mm-hmm. and Erica and Rosby. Rosby. Yeah. I I got it. I got it. I got it. It it, it, it rhymes with Losby. <laughs> Losby, yeah, that's what it rhymes with. Um, uh, yeah, they were amazing. Uh, we're we're so excited to share uh, this this interview with you. Uh, we talked about all sorts of things. Talked about the upcoming web series. We we went back and uh, looked at the the Vindicator episode itself, uh, as well as all sorts of other topics. Brandon, um, anything stand out to you uh, before we get into the 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 bones of this 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 interview the bones of the, this interview uh i just you know I, i'll i'll talk i'll talk about it more at at the end but you know they 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 were just they, they were very very cool to talk to um my internet sucked and and they they forgave that and so always <laughs> shout out shout out to to both of them uh for hanging out with us uh, i i do i do want to throw this this little bit uh this uh this excerpt from uh, what the synopsis of the show is before we get into the interview, answer the Vindy beacon and join your old pals, supernova Vance Maximus, Alan rails, Crocubot, and noob noob as they fight crime, avert genocides and yuck it up without Rick and Morty. This show, the vindicators, the web series pr- produced by Erica Rosby, Sarah Carbiner, Dan Harmon, and Justin Roiland. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the show. Let's get into the interview. Of course, it is Sarah and Erica and Brandon and Travis uh, going into this episode. And uh, if you're ready, Travis, we'll uh, we'll make the transition. Away we go. Sarah, Erica, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, honestly, for for coming out here, spending a little bit of a little bit of time with us today uh, to talk about the Vindicators. Um, I, you know, here's a, here's a here's a thing. We do a Rick and Morty podcast. I don't know. I don't know if you know. Uh, and you know, we do it. What is this? What is happening? How did I get here? <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was a podcast about murder. 
it, it, it was. Okay. Well, it started off, and then, <laughs> and then, it, then it migrated eventually. Uh, it's actually uh, this is your life, and so Sarah, Erica, glad we're here. You're here, so we can talk about your lives. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> uh, we do have some questions about that, actually, uh, but we. We we have some questions uh, about the uh, the Vindicators web series that was was announced recently, um, and uh, so you know first the first question we really want to ask is you know what made you want to revisit the, this group of characters and uh, make it a focus of of the new web series. Um, yeah, um, I think it, it just felt like there was some un, like untapped things to do with them. Um, they are such a unit already that it felt like that could be the basis for something more, um, you know. And so it felt like since there is so much superhero stuff out there, but it did feel like the Vindicators, like the at least the individual characters of them, were we spent so much time sort of coming up with what is an actual sort of unique take on each one. So it did feel like. Okay, there's something to there's something more to explore here. I I I want to pause it real fast there, Travis, and just point out that that first person speaking because we we didn't do a good job of interview like announcing the the names ahead of time. The first person speaking that was Erica Rosby speaking, and uh, the the nice young woman who's going to speak now is of course Sarah. So getting back to it, just so much implied history between them and like individually that uh just an opportunity to get to see any of that was really really exciting so when when the when vindicators the episode came out right uh which which you're both credited as as writing that episode so thank you thank you for not only doing that episode but now doing the web series you know, it was it was during a time of the Avengers and, and all that type of stuff and and I know that uh the Rick and Morty production schedule wasn't necessarily you were you were trying to match it up with the Avengers, but um, was 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 that more of a, a thought after the episode came out? Like, oh, like no, we really do need to explore more of these kind of uh, these archetypes. I suppose you say. Um, I think after the episode came out, it was wanting to like explore them more had more to do like erica said with just how much work we had put into creating each of them <laughs> and how much like depth we felt was there um and yeah and like what superheroes in a rick and morty universe are like and how they function um between adventures and all of that because you know all all of these a lot of the superhero stuff we get to see now is like very like here's the fight here's the battle and what what what's so fun about so many things um in this universe is like lifting up the curtain on that and showing you know like the dark side the cynicism the reality like um all of that so so yeah i think i think that uh it I think like the original like idea for the episode came about from you know what how Rick would feel about superheroes mm. and then creating superheroes that that match <laughs> that vision that he has. <laughs> well, and I, I love how the episode sort of um you only get like a snapshot in time for their whole character arcs and everything. And and often like now with, with the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe, if you just watch one movie you only get like a little piece of the story and you have to go and watch so much other stuff to really get to know the characters. So the fact that you guys have the opportunity 
to go and revisit these characters and really maybe flesh out a little bit more of of how how those relationships work between them and it's not just you know having to go through rick's uh you know version of saw to, like I, I i'm excited to to hear more about um sort of what makes each character tick as well so yeah, oh, oh, like always in the last, like the last half of every superhero movie, everybody's sort of like, you know, come up with ways to make it super interesting, but it always becomes like the world's ending, we're racing here. And it's like, <laughs> just becomes sort of almost so big, I start to disengage. So one of the like exciting parts I think about this is just showing the like, showing the off hours, showing the weird times, they're just hanging out with themselves. Cause that stuff sort of like, you know, the ending to every, you know, they're going to save the world, you know, sometimes it'll, you you know, they're all die and then they'll come back in a couple of movies later. But yeah, so this was just really about showing those like weird little human or not human moments. But yeah. it now so with this being a web series, is there is there any difference for you in how you approach writing for the a web series versus like doing doing something for cable? Is is the process any different? Oh yeah, I think it's it's super different in that um, I think we have this, you know, uh, counterintuitive take on length where the shorter something is almost the more freedom you have, um, to play and mess around and do something kind of like idiosyncratic and fun. Um, I feel this way about like going from like features to one hour to half hour. It's like the shorter you get just like, which makes no sense. Cause you're going from 30 pages to three. Um, but there, there's a certain like freedom in that, uh, you know, because it's, yeah, it's like this tiny, tiny playground that's almost weirder and more fun. Um, so we definitely approach it differently. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but yeah, they've been so much fun to work on. The, the, the Twilight Zone, the original series, uh, the, it was like half an hour episodes, right? Uh, 22 hour, two, 22 minutes or so. But then they had a brief period where they're an hour long. Uh, and, and a lot of folks don't like that season because when it expanded out, they lost some kind of uh, economy of storytelling uh, mm -hmm. when they, when they, when they expanded it out. Would you say that, that working on a web series uh, when we have five minute episodes really kind of forces you to work on that economy of storytelling? Definitely. I, I think one of the things that um, just to, again, like talk about movies and things that are in, in the culture right now, we're getting a lot of prequels and some of them are amazing. Like I don't, I don't want to slam all prequels, but uh, I find that so many of them answer questions that I never would have asked, and I don't care about the answers. Mm -hmm. um, like I don't want those answers. Like they're not entertaining. They're not satisfying. Yeah, you've told me another piece of their backstory, but like I, I, I don't. It's not really an entertaining side of the character. Um, so yeah, the the like because these have to be so short it's there's not even room to answer the questions you don't want to answer or raise the questions that just ruin the fun because i think people think that they they want more you know detail and information and backstory than they actually do like you know what i mean like it's like you you want to have fun with these characters you don't want to hear like why are noob noob's eyes like that like that's <laughs> like if we explained why noob noob's face is crooked like there goes the magic of noob noob um right. yeah right yeah, you have to like get to the premise as fast as possible. Like, okay, and then like 20 seconds later, turn it and, and then turn it again and turn it again and then like end with like a blow or a punchline. So yeah, it's way, it's way, sorry, I've got the screaming baby now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. 
I think there's an awkward pause you, here. You, you mentioned something a, a few minutes ago as far as like, uh, it reminded me is uh, we, we interviewed Alex fear for, uh, he, he talked about, um, Rick's new hat, the, the comic that, that he wrote over there. And, uh, part of his thing was, was he comic books? They, they start and they have like, uh, these massive events and you, they introduce these characters and, and sometimes with these crossovers and like there's, there's stories that are happening behind the scenes and, and to the right. And if you want the whole picture, then you've got to buy all these different series with comics uh, who kind of create stories that are, are non-canon. This is kind of leading into uh, uh, the web series, you know, does, and you don't have to answer this if you, if you don't want to, if this is, if this is outside the scope of what you could answer, but you know, is, is this web series uh, like part of that kind of, you know, main continuity or is it kind of sit in uh, a space of, you know, infinite universes? <laughs> yeah. So this one is, yeah, this one is part of Canon. Is it C137? Um, yeah. Which was one of the first questions we sort of had with Adult Swim. We're like, so is this, you know, can we, um, yeah, so we are, but it also kind of, um, what I think is so cool about the Rick and Morty universe is since there are just, we're dealing in so many different realities, it does almost not really matter that much what's canon, what's not, because there's so many different versions that, yeah. Well, I, I, I think Travis's follow-up question that, that he wrote, and I think he left it in, in the, the questions, uh, was, I mean, does it even, does it even matter? It probably doesn't even matter, does it? I don't think you'd enjoy anything less if you were like, this isn't quite the one. Um, yeah. I, I'm sure there are some fans out there that are like, I have to know, is this, does this all tie together? Does this somehow get me back to evil Morty? Uh, so yeah, I, I, I know that, the, I know that some people are, are, are always going to make that, that uh, association. Yeah. Well, it's definitely, it's definitely like, yeah, like Erica said, it's main, main canon for sure. Um, but Oh my God. Like I, it's, it's hard to think of a bigger universe than the Rick and Morty universe. So yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely like on that line, but yeah, like going to see new stuff. <laughs> All, right. All right. So, I'm so, so bad at talking around things. I'm sorry. No, no, you're, you're doing a phenomenal job. Uh, so, so one question that I have is, is who is your favorite vindicator and why is it noob noob? Uh, contract you want to be, i mean know. i mean or whoever it is i mean yeah that, that's, that's, that's not meant to be leading <laughs> I, I would say ants um definitely million ants um because he's not like he has definite like issues of just sort of like being a person being a hero but also he is an entire you know colony he is a collective he is like a society so like one of the ideas we didn't end up doing but like you know it was like what if million ants collective decides to unionize or something or we have these ideas <laughs> about like following an individual ant inside of him and just like the whole life cycle of them and they're um yeah but he's I, yeah i think that was just that's that's one that's always been one of my favorites but yeah that's awesome. Yeah, um, I also uh, really, really love um, Million Ants. Um, but then I think a close second is Supernova. Uh, she's the only, you know, like it, only woman in Vindicators 3. Um, we, this was an idea that like we threw out like on the wiki for this show. She's not listed as the leader. And she's the fucking leader. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I, you know, like if she knew that, like she would destroy solar systems because it's like what does she have to do to get some fucking respect like <laughs> she can implode planets like help she's the leader um 
I'm making a note to update the wiki, right? <laughs> um, I almost made an account to do it. And I was like, no, I can't. I can't do it. That's just that's a step too far. But um, but yeah, and I just I kind of, you know, I love how many how many plates she has spinning and how she's both trying to be like a person with her own goals and dreams, but then also lead this team of superheroes, but then lead it in a world where there's a Rick Sanchez. And like, right. what does it mean to lead a team of superheroes, most of whom don't respect her? or fucked her and hate her now um like in a world with rick so yeah i i i like kind of how how much conflict is heaped upon this this star lady in love with love <laughs> <laughs> all right so that that was so that, that was that was the first part of our our interview uh, we really, really focus on on trying to talk about the the web series uh, in that in that that first little bit, uh, Travis. What what kind of things did you glean from from that that part of the the interview? Uh, my favorite my favorite thing about it is is sort of that pulling back the curtain a little bit that that inside scoop about what what went into the the characters like what what um, I don't know just that perspective of even even just hearing about. Whether whether it's million ants or uh, and any of the vindicators, like getting getting a, a different perspective of Supernova being the leader, like making that clear. If that wasn't clear in the episode, which clearly it wasn't, because I think that wiki still hasn't been updated. Uh, I have I have not fulfilled on my, on my promise yet. Um, but yeah, so you know, getting getting that additional perspective, and I think that's something that we're gonna see even more as we look at this web series and, and, and as, as the episodes come out is I think they'll be able to, to reinforce some of those roles and those, those connections between the characters and, and really um, to just increase our, our knowledge of who the Vindicators are and, and what, what makes them who they are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I wasn't clear in my, in the point I was trying to kind of segue in from the comic stuff, uh, which, which was, you know, when we talked to Alex and we talked to Fred, we talked about like crisis on infinite earths. We talked about identity crisis. I don't know if we talked, I don't remember if we talked in on the actual interview or if we talked about that afterwards, but I got into comics. Identity crisis was a thing I got, got into. And it was a big, it was a big, massive crossover event. One of the most dire ones, as 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 uh, Fred and Alex would said, but uh, there's there's this character, Doctor Light, who is a Teen Titans villain, who is is like he's kind of a joke character. You see him in in Teen Titans Go. He's a joke character. Nobody cares about him. He's not a real threat, but yet he is like the the catalyst behind this this entire crossover event. I knew nothing about it based off of those five issues of of Identity <laughs> Crisis, and. So in a way, what I got from the the Vindicators web series is that like you have all these disparate comics that that tell backstories of these characters. This is like one of those issues of those 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 side comics where you are getting a glimpse behind the curtain into the lives of these characters who you just kind of popped into in the Vindicators three episode, right? Like right, yeah. They, it's the third. It's the third one. We still haven't seen one <laughs> and two, right? They, they have. They have. They have a comics history. And we haven't seen it yet, and that's uh, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that curtain being peeled back, not voyeuring, right? Like uh, <laughs> no, being welcomed no, I, in there in an appropriate and <laughs> and uh, legal way. Uh, but yeah, all the, all this talk about the Vindicators web series, we 
we still had some lingering questions about the original Vindicators episode. So we wanted to take this opportunity while we had both of them here for an interview to ask some of those questions and ask a little bit about uh, the process and what went into the development of the original Vindicators 3 episode. So, so I, we have a few like lingering questions still from Vindicators Three. Um, we re- recently went back and, and watched it, and uh, like obviously there is a a saw uh, sort of homage in in that episode, uh, but it it also like jabs at the popularity of those the superhero films. So, w- which came first? Was it was it make like a superhero episode, or was it like we're gonna do a saw episode, but you're not gonna know until you know halfway through? Uh, definitely superhero first, um, and you talk to people about the process of writing the show and how things can just you know constantly be reinventing themselves over and over and over again. Um, and we had yeah, we had several versions, and I think that we ultimately landed on Saw because uh, Drunk Rick needed a hack way to punish them. Yeah. You know, and he thinks the Saw movie's like, all that stuff is hack. And he, so like, they're not worthy of like, a, you know, um, you know, like a, a a crazy, amazing Spanish horror movie demise. <laughs> like they, they get like Saw 7. Um, right. Yeah. But but yeah, I was definitely superheroes first. Just just make yeah. three pointers. Just I don't know. Just <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it gets into also like the spoofing the idea of um just the endless sequels and sequels and sequels. So I think the first version of this was gonna be it was gonna be like Vindicators th- or two, but it was like um the team had done one and then Morty showed M- Morty had a crush on a girl who'd been his age on the last one, but then she went through puberty. And so it was kind of playing with how like women age a little faster than men. So she was already sort of on like the adult team and Morty was stuck on the B team with the rest okay. of the like um, noob noob and a bunch. So there was just this whole other version of the plot that revolved around Morty and his. Um, oh, and initially, like before we, I mean, I don't think this made it to the actual story circle set, but that made me remember that initially there was like a thing where Rick got a but like Rick got the Vindicators into some kind of trouble on some planet, and Morty was like, "How dare you!" And then they go to try to fix it, and Rick goes to a different planet with like a different set of superheroes that are similar, and like he just like fucked it up and like crossed his wires, and like Morty's like, "These aren't even my heroes! Like, why are we here?" And like Rick was drunk on a lawn in his underwear talking to like a knockoff Batman. Um, I don't remember why. <laughs> like, yeah. Wasn't there one where all the Vindicators were brute, or he was like, "I can fight you with a bunch of brute." I don't know. Was- There's something. Oh, where, yeah, he was just like, "I'll try to fight you with a broom and one arm tied behind my back." But then we were making pickle Rick, so it was like, "Well, we can't have you know like weird uh, fighting limitations." Also, you know. But but yeah, it was it was a lot of like but the the I would say the through line of all of them was like Rick always thought they were pointless and Morty had had a you know a a, a boyhood love for them that 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 got destroyed. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah. It's 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 like growing up and realizing that your your parents were just people like you, and you're like, oh yeah, you're just kids <laughs> raising kids, mm-hmm. and they don't know anything, and yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it does feel like things just always get taken away from Morty. It's like if he likes something, like it gets ruined. It's just he can't he can't have nice things. Uh, it's true. 
what was true. that the 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 noob noob gag the, the 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 twist that it was all for noob noob at at the end uh, as 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 the story uh was starting to get built built out was was that like okay yeah that's our that's our big uh that's our big reveal like was were there any other ideas for that was it like was there a bit where it might have been a more genuine like it was for morty uh and then they're like no nah, let's let's turn it on its head I think, yeah, I think that was it. I think it was like, oh, it's going to be Morty. And then it was like, okay, how do we undercut this? How do we make it not genuine? How do we put a punchline on it? So there is like that element of genuineness where you're like, oh, it was Morty. And then it's like, nope, we're flipping it. This is Rick. Um, yeah. I was just going to say, I love the way you execute that, where like Morty has that like feeling of like, oh, he genuinely like he does. And then, and then I was like, yeah, noob, noob. And then just like, his face and everything it's just like the change uh when he realizes it's it's phenomenal yeah yeah well your alcoholic dad always lets you down like like that's like, like, like that was the other thing it was like it's like we need like you know to end on the funny but also rick cannot redeem himself in any way this episode <laughs> like morning um, had to disarm a bomb like it's just not yeah would not be okay yeah in so there the, the through line of of season three uh with with rick uh not rick uh like morty it's it seemed to us um you know and we're not we're not behind the scenes right it's it seemed to us that that was a season of of morty kind of like separating himself from rick a, a little bit more and 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 especially early on because vindicators is is fairly early on in the season uh starting to realize like a self-sufficient uh so to speak um was as far as like story circle right we we know all about Harmon's uh story circle like our seasons put together it like where individual episodes have you know story circle but then there's an overarching kind of story circle for for the season when you're when you're you know writing it out um no we didn't really like the only sort of like definite story thing for season three was the divorce um but then we weren't sort of plotting plotting the whole season out on a story circle it was like i think really meant to like each episode can stand alone um but i you know if i i don't remember well enough to so sorry, correct me if i'm wrong <laughs> well and i think just like naturally with the way we were breaking stories that season yeah, you were following his disillusionment. Um, and it was, I just think, sort of naturally had to build because you break things in order. Um, but but yeah, it wasn't on a larger story arc because it's like, you like you, yeah, we wanted everything to function out of order. Um, and even with the divorce stuff, it's just use it in such a way that like if you saw the finale first, like it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't throw you. Um, yeah. But again, like like Eric said, it was a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're reaching back. We're reaching way. Back. Yeah, 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 yeah. We we do have a question, and so are were there characters, were there ideas for superheroes that sort of didn't make the final episode? And obviously, if if you know you reserve the right to to use them in the web series or whatever. But knitting lady, we're, we're... knitting lady, knitting knitting lady. I loved her. She like made all the characters' costumes, and I oh, think she was giant for some reason. Um, 
we had a bunch of stretchy guys like because you know at first it was like okay let's let's think of these super superhero tropes and then we'll like um twist them but then we were sort of like anybody who was kind of just a trope ended up we ended up pulling out like there was we kept calling them the incest twins and they were like a brother and sister kept doing really sexual things but it just kind of felt like it was too ambiguously gay duo like just not we weren't kind of expanding on that so yeah the ones that survived were ones that just like felt funny to everybody in and of themselves I, I just remember the drawing on the whiteboard and I was, I was like, she's never making the cut, but I love her so much. <laughs> she is like the, uh, in, uh, the Incredibles, like, uh, what's, what's that character's Edna, name? Edna, Edna Mode or yes. whatever. What, yeah. Yeah. But a grandma and like Ant-Man when he gets huge, oh, um, just in Civil War. Which awesome. would actually be harder to be that big and knit costumes for regular people. But just still, yeah, like yeah, yeah. very she... fine dexterity. Yes. Oh yeah, her eyes were great still, despite her age. Man, she she knew what she was doing. Um, also, knit costumes would maybe be the worst thing to have in the world. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like wool, it just doesn't. Uh, it's awful. Well, it's shaping like, uh, for her Marvel. Uh, you know, cinematic universe. Yeah, but in in my head canon, she she knit Alan Rails's overalls. Um, That's good. Yeah, because he's That's... like he's such a masochist. He needs like that burlap shirt. You know, he's always punishing himself. So. <laughs> That's um, that's the behind the scenes exclusives you get yeah, on this yeah. podcast that you don't get in the not in the shorts. <laughs> you can add that to the Wikipedia. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> known that Alan Rails is yeah. There's, a, there's gonna be a whole knitting lady fan fiction like series that's oh my god. I'm sure that'll that'll come out of this. So all right. Knitting lady fan fiction. You heard it here first. Mm-hmm. If you want, if you want to be the first to show us knitting lady, be sure to send that to us at Rick and Morty Pod or not another Sarah or the Crash Rosby over on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> we we want to see those knitting ladies. Uh, so so make sure you you start start your writing, your creative writing, uh, put it together. <laughs> um, I, I I think that's so cool. I mean, obviously, I'm guessing because we got to talk about knitting lady and and you know some of those those stretchy folk uh that they're they're not going to appear in in the web series but um yeah no just just really cool to hear some of those those characters and um yeah just just all all the different perspectives about what went into uh some of the decisions for for coming up with this episode yeah uh, agreed man Uh, because you know we in season three, I think the 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 last person we talked to was either Brian Newton or um, Ryan Ridley. It was it was I think Ryan Ridley before the the Morty's mind blowers. Right. Uh, yeah, and uh, like those those are those are the last people we talked to from the show going in before season four. And uh, so being able to talk to Erica and Sarah about about the vindicators episode by the way brian newton who directed the vindicators episode as well uh being able to talk to them like this opportunity to also talk a little bit about the past even though it was like what 2016 2017 when they're actually writing uh and working yeah, on that yeah it's, it's been a minute so yeah we were definitely stretching their their memory uh, <laughs> a little bit uh but the the they have been writing together uh, for for a long time, and we both wanted to get into uh, some of the 
some of the the behind the scenes for the the writing process and uh especially in the, this last year or so uh that's kind yeah, of where yeah it's going. it's time for travis to bring the the energy and the yeah. fun of of this interview <laughs> way down and talk about you know a global pandemic and things like that so 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 we talked a little bit more <laughs> more about just writing and and writing in in the worst time in in our current <laughs> civilization uh yep uh, we, we do have a few like just general writing process type questions. Like ov- obviously we are coming out of a, a crazy year. Uh, COVID kind of changed how everything happened. How did that affect writing for you? Did it, did it make things easier, harder? Like how, how did, how did that work? Oh. <laughs> Heavy question. I know. Just drop that in there. Yeah. Like there are a couple, there were a couple of good things like zoom. It's there's no commutes now as you may have heard LA is, are you guys in LA or where, wait, where are you based? I, 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 just, I just, I just, I just moved okay. here. Ah, nice. Welcome. It's not like this. There's normally horrible, horrible, horrible traffic and you can't go anywhere. So everything takes forever. So that's nice. You just log into zoom instead, if you have a meeting or something, but then all the bad parts, there's been so many bad parts, which is like children can't go places. They're just in your space. Um, and then you're just, especially when we were on super, super lockdown, it was just like not being able to go have experiences and see people and hear, you know, like all those things that put input. Like after I got vaccinated, I went to the bank and this guy was exchange, he was sending some coins to get authenticated. And I was just like, what is this man? And what is this story? And I just realized how much I missed like hearing just the chatter of strangers and stuff. Yes. So yeah. that's. So true victim of the pandemic was me. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's like unavoidable that like stuff has been getting darker. I think this is already a very like existentially angsty show. Um, And I, I don't think like working on these during a pandemic, like lessened that, like, I don't, you know, um, like if anything, it's just like reminding yourself, like, oh yeah, levity, like laughing, like, like um, just because, yeah, I think that, and I think it's finding ways to like, like while writing, like just to make sure, like, oh yeah, I need to enter, like, entertain myself first, and then that'll that'll make everybody else laugh, and like a little bit of like constantly reminding yourself, like, oh no, no, like we're still making things, like they're still gonna be fun, they're still gonna be enjoyable, they're still gonna have an audience, so you're gonna be connecting with strangers, even though you're never gonna get to see any of them. Um, but yeah, and then being trapped in in uh, um, at home all day with like a demanding toddler, like just means like writing really fucking fast. <laughs> like, like what I can do with 10 minutes now. Holy shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> the efficiency is so much better. It's, it's Oh my god. Uh yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I'm so excited to pawn her off on other people. Um yeah. uh Har- Harmon Harmon mentioned at, at one point in time talking about writing on Zoom and and uh, writer's room on zoom making things we're talking speaking about efficiency H- have you found that that is true that like pitching ideas uh is is much quicker on zoom because if 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 somebody doesn't think it's funny then obviously nobody reacts and then you just say okay well that joke move moving on 
it's also so much harder to just read people and tell how tell how people are reacting and stuff too because you're looking at the square I sort of like when I'm pitching I feel like I go into a weird fugue state which probably happens in person too but it's like it just it's like I can't look at the screen so I just look at some something else and then you're like wait did they laugh and then you know you don't hear when they laugh on zoom so it's just oh right yeah, because yeah, it's like I we've we've pitched a couple like just pitch pitch not like in a writer's room um, on Zoom and everybody will mute themselves and it's like pitching into a brick wall. Um, <laughs> so sometimes when you're on certain things, you can tell like oh I can see people laughing like that joke landed that was funny and that was getting in. But like if you're breaking like emotional stuff and character stuff, it's really hard to read if that's clicking with anybody. Um, but yeah, it's like I can see once you're like into like the comedy comedy it's like oh you can kind of move through that um but yeah like i think breaking story gets a little harder because you just you can't like when you're in person you can feel out what everyone's thinking and like it because that's not always going to be like haha unless people are doing like chin on like chin on the fist and like looking at you which nobody does like nobody's over emoting for for you on zoom but that would be great if they did like anybody in a writer's room listening to this podcast please over emote when any ever anybody's talking so they know what the fuck you think like it'd be so helpful we're gonna build a new system of like emotional nonverbal reactions because everybody's like trying to trying to oversell it for zoom or they're they're not using the lower half of their face because it was covered with a mask for like a year so they're just oh yeah if i run a zoom room i'm sending everybody buster keaton movies and it's like watch these and do this when i talk please so i know what you think nice nice the other question i I wanted to, to ask along the lines of of you know we don't have to linger too much more on this pandemic thing. Hopefully, you know, it's, it's eventually out of our, out of our lungs. I don't know, whatever, uh, in your writing over this last year, do you make an intentional choice to like, try to avoid acknowledging that COVID was a thing in in your writing, or do you kind of incorporate your experiences through the year in in, in it? Does Does it make sense? Yeah. Um, we kind of just in the things we were working on just avoided, avoided it because it felt like by the time they come out, no one's going to want to like hear about it. No one's going to want to see people on that. And you can't sort of predict when masks will go away, when we'll get sick of it. But I think it's almost like, and there was this weird, uh, this like the similar thing happened apparently in the 1920s, like after the Spanish flu, nobody wanted to talk about it, which is why you don't really hear much about the Spanish flu. It's like, oh, this big giant thing happened, but mm, prohibition. Woo! It's just like we live what we lived through was so exactly we're dancing now it was so rough that it's like don't want to relive it i did see an amazing i don't know if you watch mythic quest but they did an amazing um pandemic episode which i was like so prepared to be like if for it to be depressing and it was just wonderful so i feel like some people are handling it so well but yeah we've we personally avoided it <laughs> yeah and um this is probably a, a dangerous turn to take this answer in uh but we were both were in college in new york um around 9 11 um and i think my freshman year was like two years after it um so it was right as all of these plays were going up like on broadway and off broadway that were about it and none of like they were all just like two hours of suffering like none of them were entertaining even the ones that were trying to be funny weren't funny Um, and it's just burned into my brain. Like, I know that when you're making, when you're making art or you're doing anything, like you have to acknowledge what's happening in the culture, but there are certain things that 
that close, like within two years of 9-11, like going and seeing a play about 9-11, because like as a freshman at NYU, they're like, play tickets, here, go. Um, it, it was, it was, it was awful. So maybe in like five, 10, 15 years, um, like, and I know like, like with Mythic Quest or Bo Burnham, like people are nailing it right now and they're a student, like I, it is possible, but just, um, like personally, like, I don't think I want to touch it for a long time. Cause just having had that experience of seeing all that stuff in the immediate aftermath and none of it, it was not, it wasn't, it wasn't cathartic. Like it just, it, it, it yeah. wasn't, it was just, it was hard to sit through. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I, I don't, I don't want to see a mask. I don't want to see like, you know, a bunch of people on ventilator. Like it just, uh, for a little while, you know, and then somebody will do something terrific next year and I'll be like, well, fuck, I wish I'd done something like that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it just, oh, it, uh, yeah, there, there, <laughs> that sound. That, that, <laughs> I, I understand completely. Uh, so one of the things we noticed, right, uh, we, cause believe it or not, we did a little bit of prep for this interview, um, is, is we, you two have been working together for for quite a while uh and and you guys continue to to work together on projects like how how did that kind of come to be and how is that relationship working together on like a variety of projects helped with with even like just the vindicators web series or anything else that you're working on yeah um so we met in college um i was stage managing a play and then sarah came on and i was i had just written a, a south park spec so i had like pages and pages of this script all over the sound booth thing um and she was like what are you doing this is madness um and and i was like take a tv class <laughs> um and yeah and then, the soccer episode where they were playing the cones i remember it um yeah, and then we, um, Erica, when she graduated, started working for a video game company and helped me get a job there. Um, and that was where we just started writing all the time and like rewriting each other and reading each other's stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, and then a little while after that, we decided to start writing stuff together. All right, before we go any further, uh, before we go into the next part of this this little segment, uh, we, you know, we, we, talk, we talk about COVID. Um, Sarah t mentions, you know, it being too soon after 9-11 and it might be too soon after, after COVID, which, which always reminds me of, of like World War II movies, right? Like World War II movies came out so soon after World War II. And, that, and, and there has to be part of that, which was like uh, where people didn't see the horrors of war yet. And, and so like, you could still, you can still kind of glorify it, right? You had, uh, Sam Peckinpah, you had, uh, um, some of those, those other, uh, John Ford, uh, John, H John Houston, yeah. a, a couple, a couple of those like famous directors back in the day that they made movies like glamorizing the, uh, the efforts of the Americans in the war and stuff like that. Um, and then like once once Vietnam started, then you, then you started like having to do like allegories you know, about, you know, eight, 10 years later. So like aliens is, a, is a Vietnam allegory or like platoon stuff like that. Right. Um, and yeah, like it, 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 it can be that distance between a major event and when we can talk about it and start making art and accepting of the art. Uh, I think, you know, it gets, it gets a little bit further away. I remember when like flight 82 or flight 92 or whatever came out, yeah. uh, it was, 
it was about the what happened on the flight that uh, flew into the Pentagon. I think. I, I thought that was the one that, and I think that was the one that went down like in a field somewhere. Oh, oh, that that's right, that's right. Oh, yeah. It was like it came out, it came out like too too soon to to nine eleven for me to be like. I feel like this is, and I'm not a too soon guy, but that you're de- felt too you're soon. definitely not a too soon guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's is, and I felt like that was a really interesting conversation to have, and uh, I appreciate them being open and honest about about that, and I I really appreciate them being open and honest about about this next uh and and, and uh, this next little little section that we're going to talk about uh as as we were digging through imdb and, and getting a sense of the, of the history uh, uh of the projects that they've worked on you may have heard sarah refer to a video game company uh that they worked on uh one of one of the very first credits on on both of their imdbs is uh gray's anatomy the video game Oh, and let's get into that right now. Uh, they they pro- they probably gonna be mad at us for playing this segment, but it's so fun. I have to ask this question on on behalf of Travis. I'm sorry. I, I just I ha- I have to ask this question because Travis has been fawning over this a, a bit in your your IMDb, which is you mentioned you worked at a video game company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that Grey's Anatomy, the video game for the Nintendo Wii. How how was that? I, I know this this is not this is not part of the main interview, but that is so amazing. But and this tr- is what I'm here for. I <laughs> I I saw that on on one IMDb, and then I went and checked. I was like, okay, it has to <laughs> it has to be brought up. Like, how was that experience? And that's it's that's just I didn't even know that game existed, and it is now my favorite video game just because of. It's so. Have you played it? No, not at all. I watch. It'll be your favorite if you don't play it. Uh, yeah. So touch it. Yeah. yeah. Leave it alone. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, ABC was like, I guess, selling a lot of licenses. So different game studio got lost, and our studio got Grey's Anatomy. Um, and they were trying to, I think, like broaden the female audience for the Wii. It was. It was also like our big deadline. I, this, I don't think it matters. We spoil any of this, but um, the big thing was like, we've got to get it out. So we're one of six games because the Wii was like launching and stuff. So the whole point wasn't to make the best game in the world. It was just to be like one of the first. So people would have to buy it. Uh, it was super successful. No. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we wrote the limitations on like writing that game were insane. Like we had to write 150 word scenes because that's all we would have for VO and mocap. And then they would have to be like on establishing an episode of Grey's Anatomy that you could play, choose your own dialogue, also setting up like medical procedures and dying patients. Um, it was it was insanity. Um, we were paying med students to be our consultants. So all they would do would be like, no, that's wrong. Like they were treating us like they were trying to get an A in med school. And it's like, no, 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 your job is to help us fake it. Like your job is to help us Oh my God. Um, (laughs) and, uh, uh, yeah. So it was, it was a crazy process. And then like, when you're choosing your own, I don't know how I'm telling you how to play the game. When you're choosing your own dialogue, it's a mini game, but it's not a mini surgery game. It's like a mini emotional game. So, um, Eric's heard the story 9,000 times, but my, my little brother got a hold of it and he played it and he was like, I'm playing as Richard and I'm drowning in a sea of doubt. What do I do? Because the mini game was point the Wemo at the screen and fling clouds of doubt away. 
And I was like, I, I didn't play that far in the game. I can't help you. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it was, it was insane. <laughs> that's, that's phenomenal. I, I think, I thank you for that existing. Yeah, in the I, world. I didn't mean to like stumble into a walkthrough, but uh... no, no, uh, <laughs> maybe that in a future episode, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that is phenomenal. Uh, and, and I don't, I'm not a personal fan of Grey's Anatomy, but my wife loves the show. So like, I know enough to get by and I watched like f five minutes of a walkthrough somebody did online of that game. And I was just like, this is phenomenal. I, the fact that, yeah, when it, when we it tried got to so the, hard. <laughs> when it got to like the first like choice in an elevator about like how, how I was, this is kudos, oh, kudos, I'm really, trying to, really great stuff. I'm trying to remember. I think my favorite choice was like, you could slap a guy. Like, I don't even remember who it was, but it was like playing one of the female characters. You could slap a guy or take off your shirt. <laughs> if your wife's birthday is coming up, this is a gift <laughs> not see coming ever. You know, maybe I'll, I'll, go, I'll go find the Wii in the garage and we'll find it. Yeah, we'll you'll have to find your Wii. Dust it. <laughs> For our Grey's Anatomy podcast, we'll, we'll bring you on to, to talk all about it. Um, that, coming this fall um, on, on ABC. Uh, it was also, I watched the show beforehand and then after that game could not watch it. So there's been like 27 seasons or whatever after it. And it's just like too many flashbacks. And yeah. yeah. You want to talk about a show addressing COVID that, that last season, I don't, I, I heard a lot about what was happening. Uh, yeah. I heard wife, they, so. they really hit it like on yeah. the, on oh. the news. Oh, in, oh. In yeah. The yeah. Anyway, this is exactly what our Rick and Morty <laughs> listeners came here to hear. I mean, like, yeah. Do they think Meredith Gray is finally leaving the show? Like, I know. I know. Stay tuned in our post show. show. Can they tell us? <laughs> um, the sixth uh, vindicator. Vindicator <laughs> <laughs> cancer. Yeah. Uh, the sixth vindicator, Grey's yep. Anatomy, the video game that, for that's, Nintendo. That's Wii. the news that we break on this podcast. That is the reason you keep coming back, Unity, is to find out that Meredith Grey will, in fact, be the sixth vindicator on the web series. <laughs> uh, you heard it here first. Cannot that's confirm. So cool. Might have been a joke. It's probably not real. If you see that quoted on uh, a comic book website or something, <laughs> uh, it, it, was, it was it was taken out of context. Um, but no, that was, that's, was, that was so much fun. And, um, yeah, if you, if you want to see some clips, uh, of, of Grey's Anatomy, the video game, <laughs> some of, some of their finest work, uh, possibly, um, yeah, you can check that out online, I, but I, I, I do, I do, I do want to, before we get into the, the final question, I do want to commend them, uh, for not suing us for, for, uh, letting us uh, air that, that Grey's Anatomy bit. Yeah. Uh, because it, it, it was, it was, it's super fun. Right. And, uh, we legitimately interested in that, in that piece of their history. Uh, and it, and it's fun too, because it, you know, it's going back into the vindicators and, and they are, they're, they are a huge part of our fandom. Uh, they have created stuff that we all reference still. Uh, so, so it's, it's good to know that, that history of the writers and the producers, uh, to know what makes them tick. Uh, and to know what essentially makes us tick crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I just think it's great that, you know, they, they did not turn down an opportunity, right? They, they, they were working at this company. 
yeah, the other studio got the lost game, but all right, we're going to, we're going to do our best to make the best Grey's Anatomy game we can. And, you know, if you, you, if you do well in that one day, you could be writing an episode of Rick and Morty or, you know, producing television and and they're doing amazing things right now. So uh, just very cool to, to see where they came from and, and what they're doing now. And, and, and where they're going. Uh, so for the final question, our, our closing, uh, we did bring it back to the Vindicators web series. This is a, a fairly short clip, but I think it's important. Roll it. Oh, I'm the one with the buttons. Uh, the, the, last, the last question that I, th- I think we want to ask, is, is there anything that you are really excited that you know you can you can hint at uh obviously not spoil uh because because you can't do that but anything you're excited for for uh fans of rick and morty fans of the vindicators to 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 see like is is anything you could leave us with oh i didn't um, didn't even know he was gonna ask this i'm i'm invested now that's hard i'm just thinking of phrasing i want to give you the last word the last redacted word i'm really excited for people to see uh some of the vindicators let their hair down and see what happens hey i like that all right right. erica what 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 about you i'm gonna go with what she said (laughs) awesome that's that's a perfectly safe answer i like it and and that and that's and that's and that's the kind of skilled partnership you get from working on Grey's Anatomy, the video game for the Nintendo Wii. We could do heart surgery now. <laughs> I just want to say that you are all both so great. And uh, I I know I can speak for Travis too, and I will speak for him. You better mm-hmm. not say anything after this. We really appreciate you you both coming on the, the show and, and talking to us uh, and, and going through Vindicators, the web series, going through a little bit of uh, the history of Vindicators 3, and you know some other some other video game stuff. <laughs> Certain other hit video games that <laughs> that will be cut way down. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, and thank you so much. You guys are awesome and excited to uh, yeah listen more to your show. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us. And that, as I say, is that thank you again to both Sarah and Erica for for coming on and chatting with us for a little bit. That you. If you want to find out more about them, head over to Twitter. Mentioned it earlier. Not another Sarah with an H over on Twitter. That is Sarah Carbiner. And then Erica Rosby is Crash Rosby, R-O-S-B-E. She is there on Twitter as well. Go go follow them. They're they're yeah. they're fun times. Yeah, follow follow the tweets and then uh, make sure to catch the Vindicators web series coming to an internet near you uh, sometime in the future. We don't actually have a release date yet but uh but we're, but we're excited for that web series and and so grateful that they were willing to come on the show and talk to us uh and and that about does it for this interview we 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 really only have one more segment for the show and that is listener suggestions and short outs uh we don't we don't do the music come on guys uh but but this short out uh goes to Nick James at N James 0889 over on Twitter, uh, who Brandon sent you this, this lovely tweet. Yes, yes, yes. He writes, I discovered interdimensional RSS a month ago while getting hyped for the new season. Went back to the beginning and I just finished episode 64 plus the most recent five. 
That's a lot of time listening. And I got to say, you guys are great. I gave five stars on Apple. And he did, as a matter of fact. He's at Saturn Satan. Five rapples. (laughs) This is so good. Uh, I started super late and only heard a few episodes, but it's so good. Wait, is that you? Maybe it's, is it you? I hope it's you. If not Nick James, well, I'm shouting out somebody, but giving you credit for it. <laughs> uh, Nick Nick also uh, hit, hit us up uh, today, as a matter of fact, and said, ooh, I'm reading The Science of Rick and Morty by Matt Brady. You guys should interview him. And uh, good news to you, Nick. We have, in fact, interviewed Matt Brady at Brady Writes uh, on, on Twitter. Uh, he, he was on episode 82, I believe. Uh, Travis, is what you said. Uh, 82, yeah. 84. It's early 80s. Early 82, 80s. 85. The hair was big. The podcasts were loud. <laughs> early 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 fitness socks were a whole thing. I don't know uh, why we wore leg warmers for the, all those episodes, but yeah. yeah. It was very hot. It was very hot in, the warm, in Tampa. Warm period of podcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, definitely go check out that interview. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you've listened to 64 episodes. What's another 20? Right. What's another 20? Uh, so, so <laughs> thankful to everybody that's listening. Thankful to everybody that connects with us on social media, on Twitter, uh, in, in the Twitch chat, where, wherever, wherever you might be. If you're, if you're leaving a comment uh, on, on a YouTube video, we, we appreciate you. So um, yeah, leave, leave us a note, leave us a message and maybe you will get a short out in an upcoming episode. And that next episode is going to be about the season premiere oh. of Rick and Morty. That's right. Season five. Uh, we got a title. We got a title for season five. Uh, do, you, do you remember I what it I is? I don't know. I don't know if we, I don't know if we do yet. Uh, I I, we have, we, we have some titles. We have for 10 season titles. Five. We know, we know what the title is. We just don't know which one it is. So yeah. Do you want, um, you want to take a, You want to take a guess at it right now, uh, Travis? Yeah, the Vindicators Four. I think that's. I think that's the title of it. <laughs> that's that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with Interdimensional Cable Three, <laughs> Interdimensional Cable Two. Like that's the subtitle. The is, cable. Is, <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. That's gonna do it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoy the show, feel free to rate, review, subscribe wherever you consume this content. We appreciate you, and we look very forward to next week uh, when we will be reviewing the season premiere of season five. Until next yeah. time, I am Travis, and I am Brandon, and we'll see you on Global Rick and Morty Day. Bye. You think it's really global, or, or is it just because of the things in space? I don't know. I, maybe just Northern Hemisphere? <laughs> Northern Hemisphere, Rick and Morty Day.